what's a Street Fighter's favorite car? <laughs> a 91 Honda. God damn it, somebody had to close that goddamn door. <laughs> Welcome to Weekly News Desk uh, for the week of May 12th, 2018. I was just checking if I changed the date. Apparently I did. I did. Oh, you did. I did. Because it's not the Sunday date. I always put the Sunday date, even when we don't record on a Sunday. I just guesstimated when the weekend was. <laughs> I am Simon Ewell, and, and as always, I am joined by... Andrew Duke. We're uh, a little... You might, you might, you might hear that we're a little um, not disorganized because we're always disorganized. Frazzled isn't the right word either. It's a little off. We're recording a day early because this Sunday's Mother's Day, so uh, we're going on Saturday instead. And apparently, that just changes everything. Yeah. And I think I have a door to close. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so Simon's going to close the door and get tangled up in cords. Instead of blue, it's chords. I think that's how the song goes. Tangled Up in Blue is a song, perhaps. Yes, it's Bob Dylan. Yeah, that was right. <laughs> yes, my headphone cord, my, uh, <clears throat> my headphone cable is obnoxiously long. And mine is obnoxiously short. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Together we make a sensible <laughs> length. <laughs> All right, this is going to be great, guys. It's going to be great. It's great. One day, apparently, it throws everything off, as I was saying, and, uh... Because usually I close that door. It's like, the, I, I make sure the door is closed, because every time we fucking record, and it's not closed, it turns on. Yeah. Every time without fail. Yeah. And this time, it's no exception. All right. So, bear with us while we stumble through this thing we did, we've done for the past, I don't know, two months in a row. Or something like that, a month and a half, maybe in a row and at then least. Some amount before that. <laughs> some amount periodically before that. Still, still beating uh, Liam and Sam for regularity. Yeah, not hard though. <laughs> not hard. I don't know that they released one this year yet. It's only May, so you know. You know what? I just realized I have not seen a single. I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago, like not on the show, but like at on Friday. And you said you saw it in a work email. But I haven't seen a single It's Gonna Be May uh, meme at all. Interesting. Month. Yeah, I only saw it in a work email. I've not seen a single Justin Timberlake meme. I saw it in, the in work email, another work email, and, and our work Slack channel. <laughs> it's the worst. I mean, the Slack channel is not... I mean, it's not shocking to me, really. Yeah, memes, memes live there. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's good that I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I was preparing myself for it. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the movies. Movies. All right, these are pretty much all you, Andrew. Although I'm excited about them all. So you, you want to talk about it? I do. Yes. <laughs> First up, Bill and Ted face the music, which apparently is the title of the third Bill and Ted. It's officially Excellent. confirmed. There was a picture of the two of them that they put out on April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. And that's rude. Mm-hmm. And now it's for reals. <laughs> I'm excited. Mm, me too. I, I look forward to it. I wonder... I mean, what are they going to do without... Um, oh, God, why have I forgotten his name? Rufus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why can I not remember his name? George Carlin? George Carlin. Because Rufus is important. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I think in this movie it would make sense because the the general premise is that they are old now Mm -hmm. and 
they have yet to write the song. That, yeah, makes the peace of the world or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, they're uh, trying to figure that out. It's funny, I saw this picture on April Fool's Day, and, like, they look old in the picture. Like, older than Keanu usually looks in any other movie. Yeah. And I was like, what? Is it just that the makeup in most movies make you look younger, and this is, like, normal you, or do they make you look older? He wasn't as, like, clean shave. Yeah, who knows, maybe. As he, as he would be in a wick. In a wick? In a wick. Speaking of, mm-hmm. oh man, yeah, I'm, you set I'm, yourself up for that. I, I let you have it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good at transitions, man. <laughs> if only you realized. No, I, I did realize eventually. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of uh, Keanu Reeves and John Wick and John looking Wick. slick. Wow. Uh, John Wick looking slick. Uh, John Wick Three Parabellum. That's a word. Is uh, filming for reels now, and it had a picture of Mr. Wick in the rain. It's funny, I also saw a picture, and I thought it might have been a John Wick picture, but it was for another. It's for another movie that he's doing, because it was just like it was just him, and he looks appropriately dressed. That it could have been John Wick, but it was like there was like the Hamlin sickle behind him, and it was some American somebody in in Russia. Interesting. I was like, oh, that's an interesting sounding movie. It's not John Wick, so I'm less excited than I wanted to be. And it was only a picture, so it's not news. Uh, this is uh, due to come out May 17th, 2019. Oh, now that's, okay, now I, just, I looked up, I looked at the word parabellum. It is initially a Latin word for prepare for war. So that's a, one of the reasons why it would be titled this. Also, there's a Luger pistol. That is a parabellum pistol. Ooh. The Luger is a parabellum pistol. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So at some point in my life, I have heard that. Also, there's a band, but they're a Colombian extreme metal band. So nope, definitely have not heard. Of them. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb. I probably haven't heard of the Colombian extreme metal band or the or the, Le- the Los Angeles based Leather Goods Company. <laughs> probably probably the Latin because Rome, and I'm a nerd. Rome, I love Rome stuff. Nerd. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for both of these movies. Uh, who knows when Bill and Ted is going to happen? Yeah, I don't know, but I hope soon. I'm excited for the soon idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've been wanting. Everybody's been wanting it for like ever. Yeah, for I don't years. Know about everybody, but I mean everybody that matters. If they don't want. If they want Bill and Ted. You're wrong. <laughs> if you don't want more Bill and Ted, you're wrong. And John Wick. If you don't want more John Wick, I don't even want to talk to you. All right, Andrew, you're presently watching the next thing uh, on our show notes here. The Predator teaser trailer. Yeah. For the new Predator movie. It's coming out. Have you seen this? No, I have not. Well, it's a good thing I'm watching it now. And, and you don't put links in the show notes. Yeah, I didn't put a link because I was, going to, I was going to watch it. Uh, you, you haven't actually watched it. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching it now. You're uh, the worst. This is, we're doing it live? You are literally the worst person. It's, uh, it seems... Just, Pretty cool. Oh, hey, Keegan Michael Key. There's the yeah, the key guy. Keegan Michael Key. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. The key man. The key man. And the the lady who's Psylocke. <laughs> the Psylocke uh, lady. Olivia Munn. <laughs> I don't like Olivia Munn. Andrew, this is the worst. You cannot watch things. 
Oh, Olivia Munn's in it a lot. Not shocking. When she's in a movie, she's usually someone. Uh, it looks okay. Does it look like Predator? I don't know. It's weird. Have you seen the old Predator? Have you just oh, seen yeah. Predator the musical? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I love Predator one and two, mm-hmm. and the the one with the piano man. Wow, New Diamond. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not know what you mean by the piano man. Honestly, I have no uh, idea. The pianist. Oh, oh, I don't, I don't. Know. Adrian Brody. Right. Yep. I got you, that. You, you do like Adrian Brody. He's cool. And his giant ass nose. <laughs> Which is funny again that you take the only movie you don't like features him and David Hewlett, and, and like its story yeah. has the parts of a movie you kind of should like. And I should like it. I don't Splice know. is what we're talking about, everybody. Yeah, it's like literally the only movie on the planet that Andrew dislikes. <laughs> the whole movie just makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't like it. It's supposed to. It's a very uncomfortable movie because it's really odd. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. The spread of cheese at Fellow Andrew, as long as you didn't close the page, we'll put a link to oh, that yeah. YouTube page that he just watched in the notes. Nah, I copy it. And then, yeah, you can watch it and then, I don't know, review it for yourself. And, and um, hopefully not like Levy Munn, I don't know. I just, I just don't like Levy Munn. Even all the way back to like Attack on the Show. Attack of the Show. That's what, attack of the Show, not on the Show, right? Yeah. Attack. I didn't like her then either, and I don't like her now. I don't <laughs> just, really like anyone on that show. I don't remember. I never actually watched it, so I just saw like little clips and bits on the internet, and they were all usually focused on her. Yeah. So I can't actually comment on whoever else was on that show. Just never liked her. All right, let's uh, talk about the TV. Starting, oh, yeah. starting with Star Wars. I looked at this and I saw Star Wars and TV, and I got confused. There's two. There's two potential things that we're talking about in Star Wars and TV. So in 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 TV and Star Wars, the Mister Favreau, mm-hmm. John Favreau, Favreau, the John Favreau led uh, live action Star Wars show. Yes, he uh, talked about um, it briefly at the uh, Han Solo. Uh, premiere. premiere, and he has confirmed that it will be set seven years after Return of the Jedi. Man, I tell you, like I've just seen, I think it was just on like my Twitter feed. It was like people who were just like I think Hardwick was like a, a solo premiere and had a, a, a picture, and like Nathan Fillion was there. I was like, man, I'm jealous of all of you. Ian McGregor, of course he was there. I did not see him because I guess I don't follow him on Twitter, or I just didn't come across it because I don't use Twitter very often. I don't remember where I saw it. Probably Insta. So it's a, it, I, I use Instagram even less, but both of the tweets I said had Instagram links. I don't use social media a lot. Discord. Even even my Slack, where I tried to keep up both on Slack and Discord, I just, I was like, eh, I'm just going to not keep up on Slack yet. Yeah. I only have one Slack channel, and I can't keep up with it, and I have like a dozen Discord channels that I keep up with them all. I have three Slack channels, and two of them are work-related. Yeah, so you don't have to keep up with them. Discord, I have tons. So, Star Wars. Uh, so, we got a little bit of information. Then, not a ton, though. So, that means it is, however, set between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, which has been people have wanting been wanting to see that. In seven but years is a decent I'm amount of time. I'm not sure how connected to, like, New Order and... Nope. <laughs> it's not the NWO. It's the First <laughs> yeah. Order. New World Order. Oh, yeah, brother. 
yes. We don't know. Because we don't really know anything about the show yet, except this. But still, uh, having things set between the movies are good. It's good. And not, like, immediately after, like... Like, Battlefront 2 story was, like, immediately after. Yeah. And then a little... But then there was a little time jump. And then there was a bigger time jump for the second campaign. That I don't remember if I ever actually finished. I don't remember if I finished either. I think it did. Because I remember I found out about it because I was watching my friend Rafi stream the end of Battlefront 2. And he finished it eventually. And I was like, oh, this is another campaign. I was like, this is another campaign? <laughs> I didn't know that. And then similarly happened for me when you <laughs> said there was another campaign. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's another campaign? <laughs> uh, did you try the uh, Ewoks yet? I have yet? not yet tried the Ewoks. Ah, oh, man. Maybe, I want to play it forever. Maybe today. Except you're busy. I want to play it forever. And I'll probably be busy by the time we get done this recording. Uh, <clears throat> all right, let's talk about Seis Manos. And I tell you, I sat here, when I put this in the notes, I tried to find a good, like, way to put it up that just wasn't the show name, but, like, I couldn't. I'm trying to translate it, trying to do this, and I just couldn't do it. So the show notes just gets the name of the show now. And this is actually very interesting to me. Um, so uh, Viz Media is going to be... Uh, producing a original anime series um, in a joint with Netflix. So, which is interesting. Both things is Viz doesn't often do original things. They usually, they often produce like already existing new mangas and stuff. Uh, Netflix is a lot of original stuff, though, I guess. A lot of their anime is original stories. And it's also just a cool sounding setting. So, let me read you this, Andrew, although I'm sure you're reading it yourself. Set in Mexico in the 1970s era, Seis Manos set centers on three orphaned martial artists, martial art warriors, so martial artists, that's really poorly written, who join forces with a DEA agent and a Mexican federale to battle for justice after their beloved mentor is murdered on the streets of their tiny border town. Does that not sound gloriously terrible? It does. Or terribly glorious? Uh... Or a mix of both? Orphan, yes. orphan martial artists, DEA agent, and, and a federalia battling for justice in a border town. It sounds neat. <laughs> it sounds 90s. It really, really does. I'm, I'm, think, I'm just, for some reason, thinking Three Ninjas. Yes. <laughs> um, That'd be great. So, this sounds pretty cool. Um, it's going to be co-created by... Uh, Brad Gaber and written by Alvaro Rodriguez, who wrote on Machete from Dust and from Dust to Dawn series. Machete, which I mean, I guess it means he can write things set around you know the border. <laughs> Those are both pretty intense things, though, for anime. Yeah, and then but, I mean, I guess there's some pretty goddamn intense anime out there. There's also writer Dan Dan Dominguez. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Who <laughs> did cartoons? Basically, uh, Captain Underpants, SpongeBob, and Crash and Bernstein. Wow! I, I imagine he brings levity <laughs> to the Machete and Dusto Don. Yeah, yeah, that's a mix of wow. The main writers there, and then right back into uh, Willis Bolnir and the Mayhem. Mayhem isn't that the Saints Row game, Deep Silver game? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's the Saints Row after after the Johnny Gag goes to Hell game. But more importantly, Netflix Castlevania storyboards. 
I still have got no idea to watching Castlevania, even though it's only like two hours. It's very rad, very brutal. Mm-hmm. So I, this is so weird. It's gonna be a, a brutal but funny. Yeah, judging by the way it is. I, I mean, know. like not not just funny. Like his credits are <laughs> all silly. Captain Underpants and SpongeBob. I don't know what Crash and Burn scene is, but yeah, Captain Underpants and SpongeBob. Like, yeah, like dumb, <laughs> dumb funny. Yeah. I mean, I I look forward to it. Uh, it's gonna be launching in 2019. Uh, globally, because it's a Netflix original. That means they don't have to pay anybody for rights like they do with everything else that they don't produce originally. Yes. So that'll be a. This really interests me because I'm really just not sure what to expect. Like, is it going to be Three Ninjas? Is it going to be fucking Dust Till Dawn? Like, is it going to be both somehow? Crash and Bernstein is a family comedy. Live action. Yeah, live action. But a typical mm-hmm. boy. Also, I should mention that his SpongeBob writing credits are from season eight. Does that um, mean something? To people who watch that terrible show? <laughs> It's a, a different experience than the earlier seasons. <laughs> a different experience. Yeah. It's not to say it's bad. Oh, it's that's what you meant. not as magical as the earlier seasons. Does that mean it's better? Because Spongebob is terrible. And I don't know what I've watched, because I, I just saw whatever was on the TV in syndication, and it was terrible. I do not like Spongebob. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Spongebob is the worst. Anyway, let's move on to, to Gomez. Gomez. Unless you want to argue about Spongebob some more. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't care enough to do it either. All right, let's talk about uh, Street Fighter here. Celebrating tournament style. So, um, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary correct, col- mm-hmm. Collection uh, is going to be released in May. Celebrating 30 years of gaming's most iconic fighting game. Is that accurate? Yeah, probably. More than Mortal Kombat. Oh, close. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, certainly. Aside from yelling and fatality, fan. you could yeah. probably yeah. go up to any random person and be like, "You're, you're right." Here, can, can, name Sub Zero or name Chun Li. Yeah, you're probably right. Although Sub Sub Zero is probably the only character anybody could name in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, <laughs> just on the streets. Or Scorpion, maybe. Mm. Uh, yeah, the two poster boys. Um, maybe Raiden. Oh, that's is that the. He's got the hat, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So you're, um, you're not even sure. <laughs> I'm not, because I don't play fighting games. I know, I know. Were you not there? Yeah, you were there when, uh, at the game swap, where they had this, whoops, Street Fighter. Oh, jeez. And it was, like, you just, I think you were Blanca. Yeah. And you just fucking lightning walled. <laughs> like, the only died. move I actually know <laughs> well, how to execute in the games. <clears throat> and I couldn't touch you because I couldn't get close to you because you just, like, fuck you. Yeah. So yep. just a thing, if you are Street playing Fighter. at the lowest of low tiers <laughs> in Street Fighter, just pick Blanca and know how to do one move. You will win. I'm sure they've probably changed that in more recent ones. That was a real old one. Anyway, um, so that's going to be coming out in May. And what is very interesting is they're going to be doing uh, three major tournaments uh, for this Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Tournament Series. Uh, each for different title that's going to be included in the anniversary collection. So, um, the three featured games, the three tournaments will be Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha 3, 
and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. All of these mean which, nothing to which me. Which are obnoxious titles, uh, because Street Fighter now, Street Fighter has, I think they went up to like five or six now, but I there's like 12 why. fucking games, because there's Alpha 3 or Turbo, so it's obnoxious. So the dates and the... Oh, these just have the... Wow. Just have the... Not actually the placement, which is... I thought it did have the place. It just has the dates. Um, but the the first one, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Grandmaster Challenge, CEO 2018. I don't know what... CEO must be a... Like an expo? I don't know. Uh, that's, uh, that's in June. Street Fighter Alpha 3 Dramatic Battle is in... in the SoCal Regionals 2018, so that's probably in, that's probably involved in another tournament at the mid mid September. And what's most interesting, Street Fighter Three Third Strike Fight for the Future is a Canada Cup October 26, 2018. I don't know where that is. I assume it's in Canada, but this article doesn't actually uh, say where these things are. So we're just expected to already know. Where these things already are, I guess, because we're supposed to be in a Street Fighter. It's true. Um, I have heard of CEO before. What is it? It's a fighting tournament. Uh, I've heard of it because of the, the Smash scene. Each individual of these tournaments uh, uh, will feature each of these individual tournaments. Sorry, will feature a prize pool of seven thousand dollars, with the, the winner's prize being three thousand. So you win three thousand dollars if you're good at old Street Fighter. And you can figure out where these fucking things are. <laughs> like, where the fuck is Canada Cup? It's gotta be in Canada. Which means it's probably in Toronto. Imagine? It's, or, yeah, it's, or like, it's Toronto, Canada. October 26, 2018. Oh, you went to a, an actual site for this, and not just this article that I was reading. Yeah, I went to the Street Fighter site. <laughs> I mean, fine, you could you could go that. CO is at Daytona Beach, Florida. Mm. And whoa, the SoCal regionals yep i guess it's in, i'm guessing it's in southern california so, um <laughs> um what ontario california oh but yeah we, we discovered that when we were playing shadowrun yeah yeah there was an ontario, ontario california <laughs> that was a good time <laughs> i miss shadowrun um so that's cool we should we should practice up uh, Street Fighter Third Wave, Andrew. No, <laughs> go enter that. I, I don't even have a hope. <laughs> no, people are crazy for Street Fighter. Fighting game people are crazy. Play on a tournament level. I hate combo, fucking, fucking obscene. combo driven games. Uh, yeah, I'm bad at it too. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on here. Talk about a much more recent game series. I guess uh, Red Dead. But Dead Redemption 2 got a trailer last week, I think. It was uh, on the 2, right? I think so. So uh, we should have talked about it last week, I think. And uh, we didn't because we, we missed it. That's probably one of those things where I looked at it and I was like, all right, I added the show notes later and then I forgot to. Because that happens. Uh, like, too much. It's a good trailer. I like it. It's got actual speaking. It's got actual, like, story, sort of. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah. Sons of Dutch and all that, and I'm pretty sure John Marston, not as you you're not John Marston, but he's in it. That was confirmed. 
butcher that guy we saw it was him because it looks like he's got the wounds that create the scars it's a good trailer um it's a lot of talking I don't know who that guy in the bowler hat is who's all like you all promote savagery and will die savagely but like it's a good line like, I wonder how long he spent thinking that line up. <laughs> what are you looking at? Uh, what uh, happened in America of note in 1899? Was that the year the game was set? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I'm curious. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, there is a link to the trailer in our show notes if you want to watch it yourself. And you probably should if you're even remotely interested in the game because it's, it's a good trailer. Good trailer, Bob. Anything interesting happen yet, Andrew? God, you're only on like April. No, I heard nothing. <laughs> well, too bad, I guess. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to comics. Talk about the Predators of Dark Horse. Because Dark Horse Comics has announced two new Predator projects. Yeah, that's right, we're talking about Predator twice this show. Predator, Predator. Predator, Predator. Um, Predator's the Predator. <laughs> Actually, one of the comics is about that, and I will get to that. Just calm down. <laughs> um, where is it? The Alright, so I'm still looking for the title, because the title is not actually in Predator Hunters. Predator Hunters 2 uh, is what's coming, is first on the docket here. And it's very interesting, because... Uh, Chris Warner, who's a senior editor at Dark Horse and a writer, and he was also the original, or the artist of the original Predator comics in '89. He's gonna be he's gonna be writing the Predator uh, Predator Hunters two, with a new artist, Augustine Padilla. Padilla, Padilla. If I knew how to pronounce Spanish names, come on, Simon. Yeah, come on. So since the beginning of time, predators have come to Earth from their home among the stars to stalk and kill the strongest of humans for sport. But now the tables have turned, and a group of human hunters have has set their sights on the predators. But they soon find out that they are competing with a mysterious government agency that is after the same prey. The hunt is on, and only the strongest and smartest will survive. So there's two groups so hunting that, predators? Yeah. So that's who predators the predators. Two different people. A government group and hunters. People just doing it for fun. Um... This is basically, I'm assuming, sort of a follow-up to what is their popular Predator Hunters miniseries that their Chris has already released. Uh, like last year sometime. Oh, 368-page um, paperback volume. Yeah, but the Essential Comics, well, Predator the Essential Comics Volume 1 trade paperback. Yeah. Because uh, it's collecting nearly 30 years of Predator comics. That's neat. Um, yeah, so what Andrew said. That many pages. I can't even find in his article where you saw that. The very bottom. Oh, yeah, the very last sentence. 368 pages. Uh, partial, some of them are in color. I don't think all of them are in that. No, most really the full color comic series. Chris Warner. Yeah, so this is going to be a full color. At least those, that comic series will be. Because it'll be collecting. Predator Concrete Jungle, Predator Cold War, Predator Dark River, Predator the Essential Comic... Oh, sorry, just those three. That did not, they did not break their sentences as well in this article. 
Yeah. Not, not a super fan of how they break, break their sentences up. Because that's improper. Uh, that should be a new sentence. Definitely should be a new sentence. They need, they need to work on their grammar. So, There's a press release, too. Yeah. Um, so Predator Hunters 2, number one, goes on sale in August this year. Uh, that's that's It's an ongoing comic series, Andrew, so you're going to have to wait for the trade paperback for that. Classic. But Predator Hunters trade paperback miniseries should probably be coming soon. And Predator the Essentials Comics Volume 1, which is a trade paperback, will be going on sale December 12th this year. If we ever had a, a t-shirt for the uh, for the show, I think one of them would be... Wait for the trade. I, I, I wait for the trades. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Um, I'd wear that. This, so yeah, 360 page, Andrew, it's 25 bucks. That's American. That makes it, what, 32? 100. 100 Canadian. Might as well be. Might as well be. By the time December 12th goes around, probably. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be like bottle caps. Really? Isn't that only um, <clears throat> New Vegas? Is it bottle caps the whole game? All of them, yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's been a long time since I played them. It's just, it's just the one that made the most sense to me was in New Vegas. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Caps, caps never made sense elsewhere. Anyway, let's talk about, continue on with, with the horses. We'll talk about Zootopia horses. Because uh, in September, Dark Horse will be releasing a Zootopia graphic novel called Zootopia Friends to the Rescue. Uh, featuring two stories, one of young Judy Hopps and one of young Nick Wilde. Look at that. Tiny little young bunny and young sloth on the cover. All right, Disney's Utopia Friends to the Rescue finds both Judy and Nick in tricky but different situations. Judy is excited to tour the fun at Bunnyborough County Fair with her pop pop, but Dinah has to sneak out of the house to join her. Then, when pop pop says no to the hot air balloon ride, Judy still gets her chance in the air when Dinah stumbles into trouble and he's rescuing. <laughs> It will take both their talents, Rabbit and Sloth, to ensure that everyone makes it safely home at the end of the day. I mean, I'm not. Sh- I mean, I guess Sloths have good grip; they can hold yeah. on to things real well. Um, meanwhile, Nick learns it's the thought that counts when he saves the day at his friend's Hetty's birthday party. While he might not have enough money to buy a gift, Nick has other talents that he puts to good use for a truly unforgettable celebration. Is those other gifts being a con man <laughs> or a pickpocket? I bet, I, yep. bet he's got, I bet he's got those uh, skills in spades. Even as a child. Even as a child. He's, he's working on them. Because it kind of sounds like a, he's, you know... Whoa, hello, Avast. Get off my screen. You know, hard childhood. He had to learn those things. He had to learn the ways of the streets to survive. Isn't, yep. that, his, isn't that his old shtick in that movie? I believe so. Um, so this is going to be 48 pages. Um, probably, I mean, it's Disney comics, it is, it is going to, um, skew younger, and if you didn't get that from that, (laughs) that blurb, blurb, which is (laughs) obscenely long, like, that's obscenely long, y'all need to, y'all need to cut a couple sentences out of that damn fucking paragraph. Yeah, spoilers, jeez. Um, but if you don't understand, because, I mean, Zootopia was an excellent movie, which also really skewed younger and was still really good, so maybe the comics are still really good, even though they were going to skew young. Nah, these Disney comics, man, I don't hold out hope for them. I've read some that should have been good, and there's just not as much effort. 
Probably not. Uh, <clears throat> so 48, it's going to be 48 pages. It's going to be in stores September 12th. The cover price of $8 American. It's like Fideen, probably. It's too much. Fideen is too much. It's too much Canadian. I'd pay $8, probably, to read that. But, like, mm-mm. It'll probably be the library. Fifteen's too much. I, I don't know that I've ever... I mean, I guess I've gotten manga out of the library. I don't know if I've ever gotten trades. Yeah, they got trades. Lots of trades. Oh, and you know what I did? I got... I, there were hardcover trades. They were, like... Like Thor Ragnarok and the end of the Avengers. The Avengers disassembled and all that shit. Yeah, I forgot the that they have trades. I gotta go to the library. Yeah, I, I, I still have my library cards in my wallet. It's in my wallet right now. I still own... I've owned the money for... They 12, 12 years, they, they don't forget. Nope. They don't forget, I ask. I was there, <laughs> like, three years ago, and I'm like, you know, I've got these, uh, i got to renew here, or get a new card, or, like, oh, you're already in the system, you owe us money. I'm like, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I guess they can't stop you from just saying no and leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, what are they going to do? Lock the door? So I just use Caitlin's card. <laughs> They let you get away with using somebody else's card. I thought you were supposed to be allowed to do that. I guess they don't even care. They don't, probably don't even look. No, I mean, they got self-checkouts and everything. That's true, they do. We have the future. Oh, my God. Did I tell you about the... Yeah, we did. We talked about it on the show last week. Can't, the camera's done a movie thing. <laughs> yeah. That was terrible. It was terrible. All right. Anyway, let's, let's talk about the paybacks, because this is so good. So, <clears throat> Dark Horse is going to be uh, releasing a trade for a collected... Pay, the Paybacks, uh, which is a comic series written by Donny Cates and Elliot Rahal. And this is like a superhero parody, but the best possible way. So, when superheroes borrow money to finance their genetic enhancements or crime-fighting supercomputers, their debts make student loans look like IOUs. Enter the Paybacks, a repo squad composed of bankrupt former heroes here to foreclose on everybody's secret layers. Huh. It's amazing. Right? Does that not sound amazing? It does. Um, so Elliot Rahal has written on Quantum and Woody and Cult Classic, which are a little bit more... They're, they're not one of the big... They're not things from the big two, but they're popular. Or at least Quantum and Woody is. I'm not exactly sure about Cult Classic. And Donnie Cates has written on Thanos, Doctor Strange, Venom, Buzzkill, and God Country. So, a lot of Marvel stuff, and then some of the things up not in the big two. I've never heard of this. And this Neither is had a collection. I. Yeah, I hadn't actually heard about it before they released it, this collection is a thing, but, like, doesn't this sound amazing? Yeah. Like, this sounds like a story I would love to read. That and, Andrew, it's already a trade. <laughs> yeah. August, August 1st, 2018. It's a collection of trades. It's a trade trade. <laughs> it's 224 pages, you know, so, I mean, it's collected the whole series. So, uh, 224 pages, August 1st, 2018. Uh... Suggested retail price of twenty five dollars. That'll be American, so that'll be like forty bucks. It's a lot, but I mean, two hundred twenty four pages. It's a, it's a lot of pages. Who knows? Maybe we can find it on so. Maybe we can find it somewhere that'll sell the American cover price. Also, libraries uh, sometimes order things in if there is demand. So just uh, ask them. I don't think one or even two people count as demand. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess we have other listeners in town. Yeah. Everybody everybody go to whatever your most local library is. <laughs> really pushing libraries a lot in this episode. Yeah, all twice. 
Hey, it's twice more than I've ever thought about a library this year. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is that is fair, I suppose. All right, what we got last here? Oh, yeah, oh, this one's good. IDW getting funky. And so far, so full. <clears throat> so, IDW is going to be releasing uh, James Brown, Black and Proud, graphic novel. It is uh, a, a dramatic biographical graphic novel of James Brown. And his of his about his life, which is pretty interesting. Uh, born in the South during the height of segregation, James Brown launched his career as a gospel singer. Gospel singer before skyrocketing the fame with tracks like "I Got You," "I Feel Good," and "Get Up." I feel like being a sex machine. Wow, that's a hell of a title. <laughs> during the height of the civil rights movement, he soothed the tensions of a mourning community in the wake of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination. And provided the cause, provided provided the cause with an anthem in "Say It Loud." I'm black and I'm proud. With a, with an immeasurable talent and powerful presence, and amid adversity and con- controversy, why couldn't I pronounce that word? He chased what he believed was the American dream. So, I mean, James Brown is a very important figure, both in music and just general history. And he's an interesting because. You know, you see his, he's very, he's, he was always very charismatic in, you know, interviews and whatever people saw him, but, like, stories about him in, as a band leader, like, he was, like, a hardcore perfectionist. Like, he got something wrong. It was not, it was not acceptable. So that's cool. This sounds, sounds very interesting. Uh, he was also in the tuxedo. What? He was in the tuxedo, like the yeah. movie with Jackie Chan. Yeah. Weird. How did you? Just, why did you even? What did you just look that up to find that information? Well, I, I remembered it in my brain, and I just googled it to make sure it wasn't something I made up. Okay. I did not know. You're that's, welcome. That's that's uh, that's very weird. Um. So this will be 144 pages, hardcover, in full color comic. Um. 24 bucks. 25 bucks. Sorry. American, so again, like 40 bucks, probably. All of the bucks. Um, I don't know, why is it not telling me the Did I miss the date? Is it date at the beginning of this? No, it doesn't, I don't, October. Doesn't have, don't have an exact date, but it will be coming out in October. In October. This year. So yeah, you can you can talk to your friend of the local comic book store and get, because they, they're now for pre-order via online booksellers or specialty retailers. So Super you want to get this in. Sure, if you want to do Amazon, you can go to your friendly local comic book store and get them to Your friendly it. local Amazon. That is neither friendly nor local. Amazon is, is, is not good. Especially now when we're talking about books. Have you ever listened to Patrick Rothfuss' stream? Andrew? Stream? Stream? I listen to his, his podcast. Oh, I'm sure he talks about it there, too. He has a real hate on for Amazon and books. A lot of people do. Yeah. <laughs> And there are some legitimate reasons for it, particularly for books. They started in books. Remember when they only did books? No. No? No. Well, they used to only but do books. I don't, I didn't do ebooks for like I ever. I still don't have, I don't own a single ebook that wasn't, well, it, that wasn't it free. Wasn't, it wasn't just ebooks. Oh, was it, it was, it was also like book books, hmm. but it was just books. That was what they sold. I, I, I went to chapters. Me too. To buy my books. I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot of online... 
Wow. That was a very, very technical term right there. All right. Uh, so that is what we have for this week. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, we are on Twitter. I'm at Dad75. I'm at DUP3. And the show is at Weekly News. Our, our website is weeklynews.com where you can see the show notes. You can get that link to the Predator teaser trailer or the Red Dead trailer. You can comment on whatever page if you want to get in touch with us that way. Or you can email us at feedback at weeklynews.com. Um, tell us what we're doing well, <laughs> which I'm sure is a lot. Or on facebook.com slash weeklynews. Yep. Man. Oh, yeah, we need to move Discord over to behind the website in this list. So really should be mentioning that when you're well, you're on the website. I'm moving it right now. Um, we have a little widget up there to join our Discord server. Yeah, a little widget. Um, we would love it if you would join us and you know come talk to us, play games with us. It's funny that we were talking about Bill and Ted because I actually put a, a new sort of welcome message at the beginning of chat, and it 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 uh, ends with you know in the immortal worlds of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. Or actually, in the immortal worlds of the Wild Stallions, be excellent to each other. That's 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 the end of my new welcome message. Put in a little work on that. World peace, etc. Mm-hmm. Etc. Um and if you're an iTunes user, we would really appreciate a rating and or review. Uh, because that is a good thing and helps us. In the immortal words of Thrifty Nerd. It's good. You may not even be that far in the podcast, Andrew. I am not. <laughs> well, You'll get there eventually. Someday. Maybe. Still working on the uh, the Beast Arises series. And, uh, Isn't that like too many books? It's like 12, 13, 14. It's a lot of books. A lot of books. All right. Um, so thank you for putting up with us uh, this week in our slightly disheveled uh, audio format. And uh, we'll see you next week. Mm.